0: folks welcome back it's hump day and you know what that means it's time for another episode of what's train wreck watching and unless you've been living on an outer rim desert planet you know we are all in on kenobi the show where the strength has returned but the weakness still remains but there is no weakness on this panel so let's get them in here of course my friend uh your friend our friend jake micah and we got the resident wookiepedia expert mike partham in the building we have now completed a season of kenobi in the books gents reactions thoughts feelings emotions vibes after this uh season of our a lot of our favorite jedi
1: yeah i was so sad to see it be done to be honest like as we were getting like the last 10 minutes the realization came over i was like damn like I really enjoyed this and I don't want this to end. So I think that's that says it all right there. I would really, really enjoyed it and really thought this finale did a great job of bringing it all together
2: for all that they gave us and they gave us a lot, especially in this last episode, there's a lot more that they could give. And the vibes from, you know, the cast involved is they want to go for another season and we'll see if it happens.
0: And we'll get into the nitty and gritty of that Tatooine sand see if we can legitimize a obi-wan season two but of course before we get into any of that make sure if you have not seen obi-wan kenobi episode six you bail out now because we will be getting into the spoilers of the episode and we're getting right into it we pick up right where we left off uh it's not great vibes for kenobi as he's both worrying about luke's well-being with reva and on his way on a ship being chased on a star destroyer by darth vader so for the second time in almost as many what like 20 minutes of maybe real time space time. He kind of goes and sacrifices himself uh, to kind of take away from it. What did you think of this opening uh, three to five minute? uh, You know, I I wrote here the last Jedi vibes. You guys are kind of wondering what the hell house about just basically a rebel ship being chased by a uh, empirical ship uh, through space. What do you guys think of this first three to five minutes?
1: Yo, that ship could hold up for for. They were talking about the shields and everything. They were taking a beating. Like Seriously. Vader's, like we got to up the power on it. Like that thing was going down. So I was I was impressed by the ship's stability. Um, it just Obi Wan stuck in a rock in a hard place, right? And I think that this episode showed. We've been talking about like his lack of confidence from the beginning of this, and this episode through and through showed how much he has gained um, since then, and his decision making in these moments, like in such a You know a terrible time for all of them i'm sure like it's not it would have been easy i think you know four episodes ago i don't know if obi-wan would have been able to have been as been the calming presence among the ship um so i thought it thought the whole situation showed great growth for his character um even though it was a shitty situation all around
2: you know the Last Jedi vibes. I was getting the new A New Hope vibes here. I mean, how many times is Leia Organa going to get chased by a star destroyer on a ship trying to get away? I mean, the poor girl just can't catch a break. But regardless, uh, I was I was expecting something a little bit different here. I was almost expecting. Uh, Obi Wan to somehow go straight to the Star Destroyer since that's all Vader wanted, and he would just like uh, surrender himself and get pulled in and maybe have the duel with Vader on the Star Destroyer stuff. But no, he just you know plotted a course with a escape ship away to uh, some forbidden planet, whatever that was, and just had knew that Vader was going to follow him there and uh, engage in a duel because Vader has tunnel vision and all he can see is Kenobi right now.
0: Yes. Um obviously we have big time tunnel vision. So obviously, Princess Leia, Obi-Wan, say their goodbyes, Obi Wan, ditches the ship, ditches the rebels. Did you feel a setup here for uh O'Shea Jackson Jr. with a potential spin-off there and that dialogue and actions?
1: Yeah. That's that was my vibes there. Was that even if it's not his own, like something with that whole crew or whatever, or just the fact that we're gonna see them again. But you don't you don't bring Ice Cube Jr. in just to have him what was he what do you have? Like a total of like 10 minutes of screen time on this show or something like feels like there's a lot more for him
2: feels like maybe he could fit somewhere in andor unless they've announced him for it or not
0: okay it could be series? an Andor vibe i get you so did we get a name of the planet that they went to uh the rocky planet the jagged rocky planet that vader and uh obi-wan end up on
2: did not catch it no
0: Okay, because I was trying to look around a little bit, but I didn't see any mention of it, didn't see anything. Obviously, it's basically just like scary, rocky, jagged planet, and then they meet like, and it's kind of like a Western face off in the middle of it. But this is where we kind of see it back. We've talked about it all series, boys. Obi-Wan has gotten there. He's got, He started to, you know, get, it's kind of like, you know, Forrest Gump, when he starts running or whatever. Like, you know, at first, he was just battling a couple stormtroopers in the back alleys. Then he's infiltrating uh, you know, Fortress Inquisitorious. But this was Obi-Wan full throttle in this
1: battle, boys. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is all we waited for for this whole once we heard about this show, this was the scene we were waiting for, right? I mean, it was it was just great to see him, like you said, the confidence and just the strength. As that they they mentioned that word a bunch of different times um in their fight and everything. It was it was a treat. Mike, what did, what did you think seeing Obi-Wan?
2: well through this whole series i mean apparently you know using the force and using a lightsaber isn't just like riding a bike you don't just get right back on it but after you know a little bit of uh, stretching of his muscles here and there now he's just you know like you said full throttle obi-wan i mean uh it, we'll get to it later in the fight but i mean he's just going with powers that we even seen him u- try to use before and uh ah, it's it seems like he definitely uh picked up his game and even got his second wind at some point it was yeah really it did it
1: no no um it it felt like it was more force power like you just said it's more force power i've seen than i don't know any other representation of what we want I, I don't yeah. know it was definitely like up there with the amount of of that he's displayed i think and what we've all seen in the past before so that was like a big come up for him. Like obviously like you said, like it's, it's, it's like a muscle, like he's had to train it. It's obviously was was gone for a while or he was just, you know, staying away from it, whatever the combination of both. Um, so yeah, that was dope to see.
0: Yeah, it kind of felt like terrible for lack of a better word, when you were seeing like <laughs> Kylo Ren and Rey like use these powers in the sequel trilogy that were more in line with like the lore that we've talked about in the books and the video. Yeah excuse me, the video games. Uh, So it's nice to see our favorites use them, the Obi-Wan, the Luke's, uh, Hmm. obviously, what we're seeing, you know, the... Well, we'll get into it in a minute because obviously don't want to get too far in this battle, but awesome uh, cinematography with the original Hmm. standoff between him and Vader, even though it didn't last long.
2: How about those those opening lines in that standoff where Obi-Wan repeats his line from Revenge of the Sith, I will do what I must, and Vader repeats his line to Ahsoka, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels then you will die.
0: Yes, absolutely. Literally a lot of poetry there. As Lucas always says, the intention of Star Wars, it tends to rhyme. And I don't think that's the last time we'll see that in this episode. And speaking of which, seeing, almost thinking to let you see something for the last time, but it's not. Reva is back. So she's obviously wounded. Uh, I think if yeah. you watch this episode with captions on, I think panting was going on uh, the <laughs> whole time. Yes. Reva panting. Uh, was there. So anyways, so she gets to Tatooine. It's funny how Tatooine is like kind of like a nice little knit community that like, there's this guy who has to sell her, sell, you know, Lars out, but he also gets to see Lars and like warn him, like, and all that stuff. So we're getting by So this is a very big thing again, because I, I keep going back to this and it might just be, be, be annoying about this series, but there's so many opportunities to add to the lore of what we know and everything from star Wars or, you know, the way that these characters are recognized felt like this was just a plus across the board for Lars being worried and wanting to prioritize things and you know wanting to move right away. Obviously showing that they weren't clueless, they weren't just like head in the sand for lack of a better term. And then you got Aunt Baru who says, mm. stay strapped or get clapped, baby. Let's go.
2: <laughs> I mean at what what we saw, what little we saw of uh Lars and Uncle Owen and Aunt Baruch uh, in A New Hope was just like, oh, they're the, these uh, peaceful farmers who didn't know what they really had and were just trying to stay out of it all. And they just got overrun by, uh, they got overrun by his stormtroopers and just couldn't put up a fight. Here we see them just going full Sarah Connor and just not taking <laughs> shit from anybody. Even the even a, even a wannabe Sith Lord. My goodness.
0: It was a great redemption story, seriously. Uh, just from going from Clueless Uh, moisture farmers, like, yeah, they'd clearly had a run-in and always been ready for this. Yeah, maybe you grow a little You know, you're not as uh, on guard 20 years into the future or whatever on a
2: random... Well, uh, I think they were still on guard uh, by the time of episode 4. It's just, you know, you just throw so many stormtroopers and When you're in close quarters indoors, uh, it's hard for them to miss then, I guess.
0: (laughs) Agreed, agreed. In the meantime, I, I, I tried to look up this planet name. Three different reviews I just scanned. They're like don't think the planet name was ever mentioned. So I guess this is just an evil planet anyways, but we got Obi-Wan versus Darth and because of, uh, Wan's swagger being back, getting his mojo back, Darth has to go to two hands. Uh, did you, what'd you think of that? And what'd you think of the eventual, uh, build up to what happened? Micah in this, in the first part of uh, this skirmish.
1: The first part, well, first I was like shocked that we were getting it. There was like 15 minutes into the episode and you got I the felt shot like an idiot. Them right? so, I was like, oh shit. Like, we're yeah. talking
0: last week. Are we going to get it or are we not going to get it? And then when you realize it's happening 10 minutes in, you're like, how could we have not been getting
1: it? <laughs> yeah. And I think that we were as surprised as Darth Vader was at Obi-Wan's ability to put up a fight because I mean, it couldn't have been that long ago. Where that where their first encounter happened, like time time wise, like maybe a week, couple weeks, whatever. We don't know the actual timing, but it could yeah, have been would, that I long. I would think
0: no more than a, a couple of weeks, based on yeah. the trade, of course.
1: So what has really changed with Obi? It's just it's like it, it's really just a credit to this series and showing his like I'll just keep mentioning it. His mental journey, his mental fortitude, and just like building that back up. Because if it's a the couple weeks time that he was able to go. From that point where we saw him getting literally dragged through fire to the fight that he was able to put up now. <laughs> so this
0: so will be the last time we give Deborah Chower her flowers on today's oh episode.
1: Oh my gosh. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was that was like it was just a joy to see see it be even and see him, see Obi Wan be able to actually put up a fight. And then like just the I don't know if it's just because we know like the the history of vader and what his feelings are kind of in this moment or whatever but you could just feel like the the urgency from both of them in that fight a lot maybe it was the swing maybe it was like the type of lightsaber battle they were having or everything else but i just it just felt urgent it felt like they were both desperate in that moment and that was like the coolest thing i think that was different than their other two encounters more than more than anything else
2: I think their first encounter in the series was just Obi-Wan kind of going through the motions, kind of trying to remember what it was like to, you know, use the Force and use the lightsaber. And then he finally remembered, do or do not, there is no try.
0: Seriously, I mean, yeah, and you want to talk about a contrast to these two duels. First time we see these two, uh, (laughs) freaking Obi-Wan literally runs away like a Pokemon when you're running through the forest. Obi-Wan ran away. Now in this one, they, they face off, and Obi-Wan's kind of just standing his ground more, but not not to continue with these uh, TLJ uh, comparisons, but more like Luke.
2: Uh, and that's well, deep. on both occasions, he was just trying to be a distraction and trying to keep Vader off his feet the exactly. first time, and this time, now he's got him right where he wants him on a planet, where, which is nowhere near Leia. She's on a ship.
0: He'll only see me. Exactly. Mm. So again, as we keep talking about Star Wars rhyming. Uh, so yeah, a lot going on there. So eventually, uh, though, even despite Obi-Wan's enhanced swagger, uh, Darth gets the best of him in a moment. Um, Oh, wait, uh, but first, what do we have the line? We had the line. So so Obi-Wan had a comeback, but then Darth goes, your strength has returned, but your weakness remains. New classic Vader line. I mean, that's got to be top five.
1: That was baller. Mm. That was baller.
0: Then he absolutely just smacks the ground. Obi-Wan just
2: raining rocks
1: just like it's just so aggressive but I guess But first what
2: what does he do what does he do Zach he remembers his lesson from before well what do we got here yes (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan, did, did you, you've did ta- you
0: guys mark at this moment? I thought he was going to say something. I thought he was going to be like, it's over Obi-Wan, I have the high ground.
1: I didn't even think about it until now. That's amazing. He's like, I'm going to make this ground high.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought we might hear, Obi-Wan, you've taught me well.
1: <laughs>
0: that would be absolutely funny. Yeah, so I mean this fight just had a little bit of everything. Uh, which was great. And yeah, like a, a little bit easier with the finale and the storytelling because you had Reva and Tatooine uh, with the moisture farmers and you had Obi-Wan versus Darth uh, as that ship uh, tried to make its getaway.
2: Um, how about, so the, that, how about okay. that burial? I mean, uh, yeah. Vader basically buried Obi-Wan like he was Zack Ryder or something. And A little
0: bit anticlimactic, all
2: things I didn't know considered. how he's going to get out of that little wrestling reference for you guys out there. But, uh, I mean, when he's un- under there just trying to use the Force to keep him, keep everything off of him and all the memories are churning through his head, that was actually the moment I thought we were going to get some uh, Qui-Gon, you know, speaking to him. I think that would have been better, like honestly, all, yeah. all things considered. But then he remembers, oh, I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for the kids. I got to, you know get my second win or something and just you know go all badass with the force
0: of course i mean star wars always is about you know what good versus evil those values and things like that so this is about you know what you're doing for what's important it really adds to the story because you you know and, and we'll get to the end of the episode where this becomes a little bit more clear but you know he emerges in episode four based on what you know from the movies and the clone wars kind of feel like his life has just spiraled completely out of control for the last 45 years and he's been looking for purpose and everything see that wasn't always the case like yeah he was a little down on his luck but he's still like adventurizing he's still forming relationships he's still meeting people uh you know things like that but hey okay oh so we have the vader get the high ground here um Hmm. and then uh what did you think we uh so obviously riva storms uh the
1: you know House, the farm, the farm. They the got homes the they oh, got homestead. Train. There you go. Yeah. The homestead. What'd you think? What'd you
0: think of their security system with the with the sensors and everything? Yeah,
1: that was lit. That was gonna. I was gonna bring that up earlier. It's like they they got they got like a ring ring doorbell on there and everything. They're set <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, some uh, wire trip sen- virtual wire wire trip sensors and a couple of sawed off shotguns or whatever the heck those were, but <laughs> uh,
0: literally the equivalent of like lit. space muskets was what they <laughs> that was what I thought they had.
2: I mean, Reva could have easily, like, you know, so many Jedi just reflected one of those shots right back at them. I get, I maybe she was just solely focused on Luke, and I mean, I, her I mean, heart she was would've... never
1: into it though. That that was mm. one of the things I noticed is like you can tell, like, and and as we get closer to it, she just looked like she was she was there because it was what she was supposed to be doing, but the whole time. It just didn't look like she was as like as I was yeah. talking about the urgency before. She was not showing the urgency. She was lacking urgency in this. Hmm. In this yeah, sense. like
0: what was her yeah. end game at that moment? Like she she, was gonna, she wanted she was to kill Luke and get back at Vader. Vader like,
2: get back at Vader by killing his kid, which he didn't even know about. So I don't oh, okay. know how. She could get back at him for that. I guess she'd brag to him later. Hey, yeah, by the way, you killed all those kids in the temple. Uh, did, did I mention to you that you had a kid? Well, not anymore.
1: Yeah, that good, good luck with that conversation. I, too, I was right? wondering
2: where we were going with this when she saw that recording and uh, uh. Or, uh, Senator Organa talking about you know keeping the children safe yeah. and uh, would she, what would she do with that and it, it was pretty clear within a, uh, the episode that oh yeah she just wanted to get back at Vader you know, an eye for an eye so to speak mm-hmm. and then we get back
0: to Vader versus Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan gets out of this predicament, he storms back uh, and, and versus I guess Reva where he was kind of able to just force stop Reva exactly where she was and kind of toy with her he kind of has to like save himself at the last second by blocking Obi Wan, but did this take an emotional toll on anybody else?
2: Oh yeah, it. Yeah, they set up the uh, the lore and the uh, the the lines from A New Hope and everything off pretty well. Like Obi Wan's been struggling with the idea that he's the one that made Anakin this and or kit or uh, ended. The guy that used to be his friend, his brother and everything. And uh, Vader basically saying, you know what? I did that. It wasn't anything you did. So now Obi-Wan has that in his head. Oh, Anakin's dead. And uh, Vader is the one who really killed him. And the, the, speaking of rhyming, the echoing of uh, Luke's line in episode six. Then my father is truly dead. Now it's uh, Obi-Wan saying my friend is truly dead.
0: Poetry continues mm-hmm. with the mess up. They continue to fight. How about the scene when Obi Wan is just making it rain rocks on Vader? Now, you were talking about some ponage.
2: Hmm.
1: And that force power, too. Like, he was, he, this man couldn't even move a pencil a couple of weeks ago. And now he's he's throwing rocks <laughs> like crazy at Vader. But it Seriously. was interesting to see, like, Vader, it, the difference, right, of the sides of the force. Vader was ready to just bury that man alive. And Obi-Wan obviously had the same amount of power. He could have done the same thing. But instead of, you know, dumping it and burying him and leaving him there, he just kind of threw a bunch of, like, medium-sized rocks to to take him down himself afterwards. So I thought that was interesting, too, to see. They both used basically the same power and had, like, the same technique, same idea. And...
2: that's amazing again it like again the, it all goes back thing. to lifting rocks <laughs>
0: there is so much there is so much that has been said there is so much you know that's not how the force works like there's just so much at this point that it's so easy it's all like layups to just do amazing things and play on you know like like what well, well, like yeah yeah it's just insane but yeah just loved it that's awesome again it was so insane. casual too hmm. like that was the great thing like he wasn't like it wasn't like going nuts, like you know, when uh, when the Emperor is like throwing the things at uh, Yoda in the, in the Senate Chamber.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, let's remember what you, the way Luke described the the Force is really correct. It's just, I mean, lifting rocks is a skill. It's not the Force. It's just something you can do with the Force, mm-hmm. but it comes in handy more often than we think. <laughs> What, what about uh, Obi-Wan going straight for the life support? I mean, knowing that uh, Vader is basically half-machine now, and he just, you know... Did he give right him the, the butt? Yeah, he
0: was giving oh, him the yeah. butt end of the lightsaber.
2: Yeah. And then he cuts him down right uh, on half of his uh, mask, and I think it's the side of the head where, when we see uh, Vader revealed in Episode Six, there's a scar, like, running down one side of his face uh Mm. the top of his head and i wonder if that we didn't i didn't quite see it i don't know if that was a scar that was maybe came from
0: a lot of did it come from the
2: lava or did it come from this i didn't quite get to see the top of his head was it a fresh scar or not but uh yeah
0: a lot of speculation that that is uh that's awesome the way they're doing that so yeah the mark that you see on his head there was the one yeah just an absolutely epic scene and let's face it they're just doing like you know i i don't want to discredit the live action series but a lot of the successes they have are just doing things that we're seeing in the animated series. Whether yeah. it's the fight scenes being a little bit more elaborate, whether it's, you know, what OPing these Jedi like and these force users so they can do it. Like, and again, I don't want to fault them for it. Like, I actually, you know what? I should. I should we should have bought them for it because if there wasn't, they weren't doing that. We'd be like, why wouldn't you be using what works and complaining because of that? So kudos to Disney and just you know, for taking what obviously works and applying it to the live action. I think that we saw a lot of things uh, in this that we wanted to see.
2: Mm-hmm. One last little uh, subtle touch they they g- gave there at the end where uh, Obi-Wan's saying the- goodbye. He yes. doesn't call him Anakin. He doesn't, ca- he doesn't even call him Vader. He Darth. refers to him as Darth. The same way he was referring to him in episode four. It's the final round.
0: Exactly why I wouldn't be coming back calling him Anakin for sure. And mm-hmm. I also saw me he- like... Like you when he's
2: put it like Vader's name, he just calls him Darth. You're just a Darth.
0: Yeah. I also saw a yep. meme when uh, Oh wow, that does actually piss him off. I saw a meme <laughs> when uh, where he was like, uh, you didn't kill Anakin like I did. And he's like, can I get that in writing? <laughs> 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 or whatever, yeah. But so at that point, obviously, again, so this is the thing, right? They took us on an adventure where we knew where the pieces were gonna eventually this is about sticking a landing it's kind of like a gymnast on like the bar or whatever you know like yeah. they had to, the places had to be in a certain spot by the way and it happened so yeah it was kind of unfathomable that they wouldn't have this interaction another fight we were talking a week ago whether they would it was basically minus 500 uh, that they would as far as odds wise but yeah we see an amazing battle where obi-wan does get the best of them and he walks away kind of in a in a what a melancholy like basically similar to him walking away at Mustafar, like I said, obviously. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think he has any regret from that interaction as much as he does the first one. So it kind of takes us uh, on a full ride there. And then it kind of wraps back to where we see Reva uh, chasing after Luke after she kind of finally wears down Uncle Lars and Aunt Beru, Uh, But ultimately decides not to pull the trigger on that. And we're into the falling action there where we kind of get a lot of tear jerks and everything like that. Uh, what did you think of Riva's uh, arc as that came to a close with the final Kenobi interaction uh, there?
1: Man, I mean, it was, I didn't expect her to be like so forthcoming with Obi-Wan even at the end. I mean, she was, there was still like, that was her whole purpose at this beginning of the show was hunting Obi-Wan and whether that was obviously to maybe just impress Darth there, Darth Vader or for her own her own reasonings um, but yeah the character arc of her and the shots the it was kind of creepy the little shots when she was looking at Luke and it was showing her and then flipping back and forth and everything I honestly thought for a little bit my tv was like going crazy there were certain times in the show that I thought my tv was like going crazy in this and that was one of them um It's crazy they didn't do
0: a warning because that was basically what they showed last week. They didn't do as much of a warning before the episode this week, did they? No. Um, I don't know
1: if there was
2: one or not, but that I think there was only one before episode one when we saw Order sixty six and Younglings and Peril and whatnot, (laughs) and then the flashbacks, of course, in the last. And again, this
0: is another example where I think you know we got to thank our uh, you know Chow for giving us his original story. Obviously, I think we again sticking with what works. The Inquisitors were great uh in the animated series great uh, implementation i think uh you know and i think even uh the even the grand inquisitor is kind of sick of vader's bullshit It's kind of funny it was like kind of funny like if you looked at he, him when vader said he was going after him he's like what the fuck like, The
2: inquisitor like, knows you know, that the rebels are the true threat
0: yeah 100 percent. yes um but yeah so we get the folly action there we get uh Reva not poetry. So do you think there's potential for her in a spin off Because obviously I think there's no doubt um hmm. that O'Shea Jackson Jr. will either be in Ahsoka or uh, Andor for sure.
2: But I'm not, I'm not sure where Revan would fit in. First she's gotta like, you know, go off on her own and kind of find out, you know, what she is now. Hmm. I almost would have wa- would've had Obi Wan advise her, hey, don't lose the lightsaber, just get a new kyber crystal. Red or green might look good on you. But uh hmm. I mean, Re- Reva, I don't know if she's going to fit into the future of Star Wars it, from, that, from that part going on through the timeline. I would have thought she would have been a goner by the end of the series or, you know, a sacrifice or yeah. something.
1: I think there's a lot um, of Ahsoka stuff that is going to tie into this, um, whether that's with Reva or anything else. Um, so I think that's a natural spot. Or with if this Obi-Wan, I mean... They're still talking about this, you know, second season about this. They want to do another part of this story, whatever else. Um, and maybe the that's way what she kind of fits into I really it too. started
0: thinking about it as they went down. They don't have to bring back a lot of the same characters, they can make it a whole new adventure and make it about Obi Wan, get a couple of scenes with, uh, you know, Qui Gon. And <laughs> <laughs> I got, I guess
1: that was a really nice, um, that was a really nice touch in that scene where they're talking to each other as well. When, because there's the Anakin, when Anakin's Anakin, I think is talking for the second there, it's blue on his face. and a little bit when they're talking as they're Mm. back and forth, they have the blue light shining on him. Then they switch to Obi-Wan and the blue is much more, vibrant on his face and then when it goes back to vader it's just straight red when he says when he makes that line about you didn't kill him i killed him or whatever so it was like and that's a nice they did that in um rebels whichever no um force awakens as well when um han solo there is force awakens right I, I, whatever which one whichever one where Episode kylo, Seven yes yeah that, that same same lighting happens with kylo is it's blue on his face while he's sitting there talking to Han and then it turns red as he decides to kill him. So it's just a nice little touch of just Mm. cinematography and everything showing us where their mindsets are at. Yeah.
2: Ah. There
1: we go. Yeah, Yeah, no, it
0: was really well done.
1: I think Mm -hmm. in Force Awakens it's actually split the whole time and you're so you're you're like oh man like what's going on here and then it goes and it just turns red and you're like oh shit and
0: Vader and if I recall um Vader's kind of like when when he starts talking uh like it's kind of a light red and he kind of lifts up the saber and it Mm -hmm. intensifies Talks. by the way okay where where is it whoever the hell thought of the idea for the voice box to be broken and to have Hayden's voice on the half and James Earl yes, Jones' back. that's beautiful.
2: Hearing Hayden and James Earl Jones like back and forth mixed or whatever, that's the bridge we get from Hayden to the yes, James Earl yeah. Jones Darth Vader That era. was incredible.
0: That, that really made that scene, so I got to give that up. Um, we,
2: got, we got a little uh, bit of that in uh, Rebels, in that one, for those of you who haven't seen it, spoilers. Uh, the fight scene with Ahsoka, where you're first you're hearing Vader, and then she kind of... It's similar to this scene, uh, some of his uh, mask gets torn off, and you hear, uh, not Hayden Christensen, uh, who's the guy that voiced uh, Anakin for the Clone Wars? or uh, I know his different his name. guy, I forget his name. Yeah, but then you hear him, too. Very subtly Mm -hmm. in that uh, raspy uh, voice box generated thing or whatever. So they mirrored that with uh, this scene and uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, except now they have Hayden on there.
0: Absolutely, sir.
2: And uh, going Um, back to the Rebus attack on Luke... uh, Nice little subtle thing that uh, they sheltered Luke before she got there and basically told him, oh, it's uh, Tusken Raiders sand people or whatever. So he didn't know what was really going on. And as he's running away from whoever this is, uh, he doesn't get a good look at her lightsaber. So he doesn't know what a lightsaber is and hasn't gotten a good look one yet. He's not by the time she's about to, you know, trying to decide whether to do it or not.
0: Yeah, they added something to where he wouldn't be familiar with this. He wouldn't have a memory of something so outrageous. Uh, speaking of a young one, it's a good little interaction
1: and mm. inter-
0: falling action
1: here. This, is, this was my tearjerker moment. Yeah, this there, there were about three oh to
0: four, God. three to four specific things in the last 10 minutes where it was like, wow, like I'm really getting old on Star Wars.
1: Yeah. This is the one where I was like, man, this is just knowing what they're what that girl's about to go through for the next, you know, however long. And yeah, that, that was it right there. Oh. Mm. It's very <laughs> yeah, well it just hurts there. seeing him on the thing. All the fields, yeah, feels. yeah, a
0: lot of fields. And hey, again, so I think uh, this is a very fair take. Yes, so you get this, and now I'm just What's realizing it? she grows up and names her son Ben. Yep, I'm clueless.
2: Well, we 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 thought <laughs> they, we they named him Ben after you know Luke's relationship with Ben Kenobi. But now we find out she had just as much of a relationship, at least at a younger age, with him as well and knew him as Ben.
1: Yes. Well, and that was the nice part about that conversation, too. Like, if you ever need help to call call a tired old man, like that that whole little part and everything, I was just like, man, like... I've just pictured it in my head, just watching A New Hope over again. And it's just all putting together. Yeah, it was that was beautifully done. Leia was the best part of this series for me. Our first episode was like, damn, I had no idea this girl was even going to be in this show. I had no idea this was going to be a part of it. And then she turned into the the biggest treat of it. So I, I do hope we get to see more somehow of her going forward, too.
0: Speaking of treats, does anyone want to talk a Federation trade treaty? Who wants some episode one cameos?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we've um, seen every yeah. Palpatine here and there voiced or, you know, doing cameos before. But Liam Neeson, how yes. it literally been tw- uh, over 20 years? He looks I, I think... exactly the same. Sassy
1: Qui-Gon, so again, too. <laughs> super,
0: super sassy Qui-Gon. Took you long <laughs> enough. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Yeah, this is a treat. I mean, we've been waiting for it literally all series to see him. I I was hoping we'd get a little bit of a more thing, but maybe that's just the taste for going forward. Who knows? I'm telling
0: you, you sprinkle in Obi-Wan having like a side adventure with like the rebellion as it's developing, Qui-Gon scene here or there. You show a new like villain on like, you know, the Empire side. I mean, again, where is it? Where is it? (laughs) We saw somebody from inside the Empire trying to attack Vader. That was yeah. cool. And if you had told us when the series started that we'd be seeing that, I think we would have been like, "Wow, that's incredible!" So again, yeah. we got, we got. I just, I gotta give it when it's due. I feel like, um, you know, there was a lot of criticism of the show. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, but I feel like the show uh, really delivered uh, for everyone. Okay. And by the I'll, way, we haven't I'll even be- mentioned it. The ultimate callback. Did you guys see it coming when he walked up to Luke?
2: I should have. Yeah. I
0: did for about a half a second. I got a half a second there when it when it started to zoom in on him, and I literally laughed for the next like thirty seconds.
2: I mean, what other line could it could it
1: have been? And they waited too. Like they, he walked up and he was walking up awkwardly. I'm like, what is he? Is he gonna say something to this kid? Like it's just this yes. weird old man walking up to this kid, and then I was like, oh okay, nah, I get it. Mm.
0: <laughs> it's like a totally perfect thing to say to a kid oh, yeah. too that you don't know. Yes, uh, but tremendous. Yep, go ahead, Parthy. I
2: want to go back to that uh, Vader Emperor scene where uh, Palpatine's basically telling him, look, we got things to do. You got to get over Vader now. You got to just put this in your past and stop with the tunnel vision and whatnot.
0: You know what? I realized it's a win-win. It's a win-win for both Vader. And, and I, did, I stole this from a Twitter comment, so I don't want to think it was all mine, but one... One, he, letting go of his obsession of Obi-Wan. It's the only thing like that's connecting Anakin still. This gets him closer to full Vader, obviously. And two, knowing Vader's still out there, or knowing Obi-Wan's still out there, he knows that pisses off Vader. He knows that makes him upset, and that's exactly what the Emperor wants to do. He wants to keep Vader pissy, he wants to keep him angry, and he wants him channeling that hate.
2: Hmm. It's true. I, I was saying in uh, our earlier shows, I was almost under the impression that... Uh, their final battle, like that, we knew that we're we're going to get in this last episode, uh, was going to end in a in a draw somehow, and like Vader might be under the impression that he didn't know what would end up happening to Obi Wan because I keep going back to that scene in Rebels where Vader contacts the Emperor and uh, they're talking about, oh, I found Ahsoka, you know, Anakin's apprentice. You love and, this
0: scene. Yeah, this is what and, you've
2: been all about. And. You know, Palpatine saying this could lead us to other lost Jedi, and Vader quips, like Kenobi. And Palpatine says, perhaps if he lives. So maybe they're just guessing... I mean, are they really guessing that he might have dropped dead at old old age by that point? I mean, we got the... What was it? uh, Tarkin in episode four saying, surely he must be dead by now. Is everybody on the impression that Obi-Wan is just going to die of old age? That... I mean, he's not that old. I mean, he's great by the time we get to episode four with Alec Guinness and all, but he's not, you know, that weak.
0: And we know from the Grand Inquisitor an episode ago, don't underestimate, you know, revenge as is is something for the power to live, even though, you know, it's not the Jedi way. That's what Obi-Wan's after, obviously. Hmm. Um, well, hey, uh, we got any other altcoins? Uh Any other thoughts, boys, on Kenobi? Uh, just wrapping up for the series?
1: I think, well, what, going- would you,
0: what would you, would you rate it overall out of, uh, out of 10, mm.
1: uh, 7.5.
0: Okay. Solid. What would you I rate Book it. of Boba Fett for reference?
1: Book of Boba Fett, probably like seven. It's, okay. I think I like, I enjoyed Kenobi more, but Man- Mando is still. Mando's I mean, in the eight. Mando's, see, Mando's definitely not below yeah. an eight for sure. <laughs> Mando's a level above.
2: Yeah. I would give Boba Fett maybe. Yeah, 7 out of 10 sounds about right. For this, I'd give Obi-Wan Kenobi series about an 8.5 out of 10. There we go.
0: The only thing keeping me from like a mid-8s is just that there were so many ridiculous scenes sprinkled in, like the Leia running away scene in the first episode. It <laughs> did like take you out of it a little bit. I did love everything with the storytelling, so I'm going to give it a flat 8 out of out of 10 for me. That's all uh, yeah, a little bit better than Boba Fett. Um, you know what, though? i I'm going to give them more credit on this because like we said, like I said, when I was ranting like an idiot, no, about, uh, how they have to get everything into a spot for episode four or how it happens, uh, in the future trilogy, there were a little bit more of a restriction on what they were able to do with the characters and what was happening in this series, where in Book of Boba Fett, it was kind of like all bets are off. They could have done anything, um, regardless of what they want to do. So I give them a little bit more credit and, uh. Obviously,
1: I mean one last time. D Chow
0: getting it done.
1: What are the odds do you guys think that either in a new Obi-Wan series or in the Ahsoka series that those two are going to cross paths again? Because I feel like that's yeah, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Ooh.
2: Well, that was, was my that was my
1: thinking at the end of hmm. Obi Wan is that that would that is the next journey is to try to find Ahsoka. And the thing like, is, you know, right now says.
0: I'm telling you, uh, Ian Mcgregor or or Riva in my mind are like big time season two, season three, season four Ahsoka potential. Like mm-hmm. you know, like they they arrive at the end of an episode and it's like huge or something or mm-hmm. you know like like something like that. Like that that would be my thinking for when we'll see either one of them.
1: It just feels like they've tied in so much of like that Clone Wars lore and that Rebels lore and everything else that to not have it an on-screen live-action interaction between Ahsoka and Obi Wan at this point would be doing a disservice to all of us, to be honest.
2: Yeah, but it would. Definitely. It would have to be in an Obi Wan uh, season two because the Ahsoka series is going to be set after Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, I in the Mandalorian timeline.
1: So though. I think it oh, wow. is, but yeah, I also I think that, that there's going to be like. I thought that I saw that before there was going to be flashbacks as well, but maybe. Well, yeah, Hayden Christensen's going to be in there too. Yeah, that's right. You're right. So that's that's what I was thinking as well.
0: Thank you. Like I know we were making a joke of it, but great again, great use with the voice again with him and James Earl Jones uh, alternating when the box was great use rate, and that definitely sounded just like uh, Anakin was pulling at the heartstrings. Anakin of 15 years ago, obviously, I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. So Obi-Wan is in the books. Uh, the next series we'll have out of Disney Plus for Star Wars is Andor, I think in August, yes, sir,
2: uh, which sounded
0: so far away when it was a uh, Star Wars celebration, you know, seven weeks ago or whatever. And now, but now it seems like it's very close. So I'm going to be excited about that. We've talked um, about Mrs. Marvel. Uh, you know, obviously, I haven't seen that. Miss Marvel. I haven't se- I've not seen that. I've not seen any of Moon Knight. I don't want to, you know, hold That against myself because I know we <laughs> consider ourselves streamers, but yeah, we'll yo, spend it's hunting. a lot. There's I a lot, going the, on I gotta get, and like I was saying in the pre show, I gotta get tonight the or next couple nights in the multiverse of madness to watch that again. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, what are you guys targeting next for watching? Anything else specific, or are you taking a little break?
1: Well, Mira and I were talking about finishing up maybe on here with the boys the last couple Love episodes because I'm it. officially caught up to the boys and everyone's
0: telling me the best show on tv right
1: now it's the best show on tv i'm a superhero nerd so it might be one of my favorite shows ever at this point but it is just it's just incredible that show um but stranger things as well i mean we got stranger things part i haven't I haven't started stranger things yet um it's season four i should say so trying to get caught up on that before Well, we got next it's like next week i won't probably won't get caught up before next week but part two coming out next week so those are next up on the docket i think
2: so I I hear I know what the boys is all about I hear all about it is H- Homelander more despisable than say Joffrey? Homelander is
1: definitely that is a great those are wow that's a hard one because Joffrey two, was just, so good. I'm also rewatching despisable. Game of Thrones with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's watching mm-hmm. Game of Thrones for the first time. And she's like, so does Joffrey have any redeemable qualities last night? And I was like, no, <laughs> literally zero. There's not a single thing. Um, Homelander, yeah, I'll give it to Homelander. Uh, just because you know superpowers mm. and the way he uses them probably there is
2: that more. one scene that i know of uh the plane crash i mean yeah that that's, was pretty that's like the
1: first despicable thing that you see from him and you're like man like i don't know but see even in that moment i was talking about this yesterday like that moment even then i kind of thought it was like yeah this guy's like a horrible human or superhero whatever but also it could have it was also a very stressful situation they didn't have a lot of options and maybe he was just like a tweak, like tweaked and just made the wrong decision like i kind of thought it was just it was going to be like at that point kind of a bad guy but maybe just in over his head and he is in over his head but he's just a horrible guy so
2: maybe he just really needs to horrible. join another series like cody Rhodes, make the joint to uh, jump to <laughs> wwe or something i don't know uh for me I keep hearing good things about Ms. Marvel I was telling you guys before the show started. i got to get started on that. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka and The Mandalorian Season 3, but they're more distant on the horizon. I'm curious to see what they'll do with Andor because it's much more of a clean slate than all these other uh, series that we've seen. That, Like you said, Maniac, they have to fit it more into the lore. The Andor uh, trailer was
0: fucking lit. That's yeah, all I like, gonna say right now. Oh mm-hmm. my god, go yeah, fire that good. bad boy up! I'll tell you what, I guarantee you'll be fired up for him. The next,
1: the next big thing we really have on the docket is not a show. It's the it's Thor: Love and Thunder. Which oh yeah, it's oh, not, okay. is huge I missed, on but, the docket. And something that's my friend brought up to me the other day is uh-oh. that in two of the Thor after credit scenes in the oh, original no. movie and the third movie, both led to wars directly after. The first one was the was the attack on was the attack on New York and everything else starting after that. And then the end of Ragnarok is obviously Thanos showing up and doing that. So I'm just keeping that in mind for our Thor, Love and Thunder as we start getting all these phase four ending talks coming through and, and Kevin Fage saying that we're gonna start learning more about the new phase coming up and all these secret wars rumors that have been going on for years i'm just wondering what thor is going to have for us at the end even though i'm excited about the whole ride of that movie because it looks amazing
0: great point by you because phase four has been a bit a little bit light in the front load as far as overall content, despite literally the timeline splintering open and all kinds of stuff happening that's way more severe than anything in one two and three so very much uh, looking forward to that. And of course, I mean, we know we have we have Chekhov's Kang still on his way in Quantumania. But yes, can I look ahead of myself? Two weeks, what? To Love and Thunder? Two weeks, yep. By the way, mm. shout out to my boy Thor. He's always been my favorite Avenger. People hated his first two movies relative to everybody else's, but what did he do? He was the first one to have four movies Turned in your Turned
1: haters. Turned up. Turned up. <laughs>
0: Our Thor. Speaking of uh, making sure uh, our boys turn up, make sure you're following uh, at Michael Partham on Twitter, as well as at your friend underscore Jake. Make sure you're on our panel for all of that entertainment. We'll keep it rolling. Of course, you know, we'll also be back this weekend with Forbidden Door uh, previews in some form for AEW as that special will be rocking and rolling this weekend. So much going on. Uh, And of course, I mean, we're talking entertainment. Make sure you're following our guy Megabyte Ronnie uh or his road to Coney Island continues this weekend at a qualifier so we'll see if he can make it it is time to eat because it's not about last week's article it's not about next week's podcast it's about
2: next Next. week's episode